You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm sitting down today with Bruce Adams and GP. Today, we're going to talk about the latest in the Joe Biden gaffes. Can they seriously keep this guy on the ticket for much longer? We'll see. We're going to talk about big tech, specifically Google. Do they have the right to go in and remove your personal files from your Google Drive and your cloud storage data? We ask the question. And churches, does the federal government have the right to come out and demand that churches reopen? Or is that a state issue? We're going to ask the question. So let's go ahead and get started before those good comments go to waste. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a shame I didn't catch that before we started. Good afternoon, GP. How are you? I'll bring it up again. I know you'll bring it up again. That's why. (laughs) Good afternoon, GP. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm good. I'm just looking at this picture of Biden and some of the statements that he's been making. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, my gosh. He's like the older version of that kid that's like, I like turtles. Yeah. I mean, it's (laughs) it's tough. (laughs) It's bad. All right. Before I forget, hold on. Before I forget, before I forget, Bruce, how are you this afternoon? (laughs) I forgot this morning. I'm sorry. I wasn't with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, no. It was, it was, I mean, with the situation the way it was, we had GP and we jumped right into it. So, no. Yeah, that's true. All right. GP, it's your fault that I forget. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Blame me. All right. So, I guess we're going to jump right into, uh, right into Joe this morning, aren't we? Oh, we should just get into Joe. We we okay, have so, to get that out of the way. Okay, let's let's get it out of the way. So Joe Biden is <laughs> I hate to use the phrase he's dying up there, but he's dying up there. <laughs> they have got to get him out of the way. Like there's no way that they can run this guy. I've been saying this for two or three days now or longer than that. There's no way they can run this guy and and expect to win. It's not possible. All right. So let's let's start with the clip. Everybody, you guys are familiar, right? GP, you brought it up this morning. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with what he said on the Breakfast Club podcast. Okay, so let's let's get to the clip. It's it's literally it's only five seconds. Right. Listen to this. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Clearly, with him saying stuff like this, clearly with him saying stuff like this, there's no way that they can let this one slide. The, the media has got to at least say something. He's already come out and they apologized. Did. No, they no, did. I already have it. I already have it. I get, Yes, they you, did. They said, how dare Trump mention it? You got to be joking. I am not joking. I, I wish I was. I wish this was a hey, just a joke of mine. It's not. They're actually coming out against Trump. How dare he even mention it or bring it up because he doesn't understand what's going on. Apparently, either does Biden, but that's another story. But reverse. Somehow, I feel like this is going to get turned into a conversation about the media. So my I guess my, Mm -hmm. my thing is this. Take the situation and reverse it. Put Trump in that position that Biden was in and let Trump say that. What would be happening right now? Right now, as we speak, <laughs> if that had happened, it's racist. But we we would but never hear the end of it. It would be all across. It everything. would never anything that Biden's done over the last couple of years. Just some of those clips, the video clips of him trying to bite fingers and sniffing little kids. Imagine if Trump did that. I'm but not the saying we're a big Trump supporter. The, yeah, I'm not. But, I'm not yeah, I'm not. I, I get it. I'm not saying that either. But what I'm saying is, is let's be non-biased here. Let's be fair. Let's call it right yeah, down the exactly. middle. Exactly. Let's be fair. Thank you. Let's be fair about this whole situation. Right. It's not fair or even on the same page how they allow Biden to get away with this stuff or Bernie to get away with these things. But if Trump... <sighs> jaywalked it would be why isn't he in prison yeah that's that's where we're at not to mention all the other gaffes quote unquote that biden has done in the past that were blatantly racist do do you remember the gaffe that he did it wasn't a gaffe by the way where he was talking about uh obama he had just been elected Mm -hmm. and biden made some comment about him being clean and educated do you remember that uh, one? I, I oh, do I recall. One, no, I do recall something about that. I don't I can't remember the exact quote. I don't remember exactly what he yeah. said, but I do recall something to that effect. Yeah, you're right. He's he's loaded with a whole bunch of uh, 
racist comments from the past, but he gets a pass. And if anybody else were to have done that, any other politician, especially ones on the right, were to have done that, their heads would explode. You know, I'm not going to sit here. And, and like you said, GP, I'm not going to sit here and and give a pass to one side and not the other. I just want fair treatment on both sides, whatever that might be. I, I just want it called right down the middle. Look at the Supreme Court justices, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch was the other one. So Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, look what in the world happened to those two guys. And those were just allegations. Those were just allegations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember they started this nonsense with Trump? They started this in the very beginning with that porn star. Do you remember the Stormy Daniels thing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whole thing fell apart, right? And then they had other women come out just out of nowhere. Whole thing fell apart, right? Then the two Supreme Court justices. We never heard the end of it, right? We never heard the end of it. That was all that was going on at the time. It was all over every newspaper. You had seven, it was like something like 780 news reports on mainstream media about Brett Kavanaugh. You compared it with the Tara Reid thing with Biden and there were four. My issue is, is just, I, I just want them to be fair when they call it down the down the line. Now, the Democrats championed this line. The Democrats championed this line. All women must be believed, right? That was their marching yes. mantra when all this stuff was going on. That was their thing. Correct. All women must be believed. The hashtag Me Too movement, all that stuff. Where is that same attitude for this Tara Reid situation with Joe Biden? Where's it at? I just want fairness. I'm not taking sides here. I just want fairness. That's all I want. Do you ever think that this is the media, that the politics right now is the point? where they're just going to see what we can take before we lose our minds. But that's what it's been for the last decade. I mean, seriously, we're, we're putting up we're putting up Biden. We have more clips of him just doing awful stuff than anyone. I, I don't even think I mean, we have like, oh, yeah, sure. We have Hillary Clinton hanging out with David Duke. Sure. And people were like, yeah, that's just whatever. That doesn't mean anything. And now we got Biden doing a billion things. And then they're going to bring in, you know, I'm not really an Indian. Uh, what's her? Elizabeth Sorry. Warren. <laughs> Did you see who's I, running uh, against her? Did you see who's running against her this time around for her Senate seat? Uh, no, I, I a real Indian. No, a real Indian. Oh, that's right. Right. I saw that. No, but uh, a uh, from India. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is funny. So his his campaign slogan is the real Indian versus the fake Indian. <laughs> 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 yeah, but no, it's like, it's, seriously, wh- in what world would you think this kind of these kind of people would beat Trump? Well, that's just it. I heard James Carville come out the other day. I, I played the clips. I, I can't play it here because of language. but <laughs> You heard the clip. Uh-huh. I played it for you before we started this. He says that yes. we're going to he says that in his I'm quoting him. He says we're going to need to pick up 290, 295 electoral votes, but it has to be more than that. Where are you going to get those? I said this yesterday. Where are you going to get those votes? No one's going to vote for you. You had the Russia collusion fall apart. You had uh, this whole thing right now with all these Democrat governors that are refusing and mayors to a great extent that are refusing to open these cities and these states. And so people are mad, right? People are mad. They've walked away from you. Where are you going to get those votes? They don't need to. They just need to get the majority of the country to go mail-in voting. I know. That's all they really need to do because you can fraud. That's easy fraud. Easy fraud. No, 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 there's no there's no ballot stuffing going on there. None, none. I wonder how many dead COVID-19 people are going to be voting in this. Well, since you brought it up, there's. Oh, I knew that the word of the day. Since since you brought it up, the White House is concerned with coronavirus spread in L.A. and ask the CDC to investigate what's going on out there. Uh, It's hard to see behind my mask that I have to wear (laughs) when I leave my house. Go ahead. I mean, it it leads with a guy running past with a face mask on past Evergreen Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's he's on his little morning jog there with a face mask on. Do you know how dangerous that is for people to do that? I mean, well, of course, yes. I'm preaching to the choir here. Of course, you know how, how dangerous that is. But it says here that some parts of the country are seeing major progress in fighting COVID, but they've singled out Los Angeles as one of three regions where persistent spread remains to be a specific concern. We've heard the mayor out there, your your uh, your useless mayor, no offense, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you didn't vote for him. <laughs> I've heard your useless mayor out there talk about how they're not going to reopen the city until there's a cure found. Let alone forget a vaccine. Mm-hmm. He says we're not going to open the city till there's a cure. So why doesn't mm-hmm. he want to let go of the uh, of the reins here and open the city? You've got beaches opening up. People want to get back to normal life. What's this guy's problem? What's what's this health this health director, this uh, whatever her name is? What's her problem? What, what's the issue with these people? They want to burn all the money. Let's spend all the money that we can get 
And then once this all runs out, then then we can go back and then we could use that. Well, we ran out of money because it's whatever political party's fault that they're going to be opposing. It's just, but, it's but you just can't how play it works. Politics. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the people. They just care about what they can spin. But, and it continues but, to be that way. And in spreading, you know what? And I found a perfect example for these you know, people that are wearing the masks. I'm sorry to go off a little track here. But wearing these masks and and they're saying they're effective and the masks that they're wearing. I'm not saying that N95 masks, those are very effective. But the masks, these cloth masks, is the equivalent of giving police officers cardboard cutout body armor and saying, this is the best way we can defend against bullets. It's the same equivalent. These masks that these these people are wearing, these cloth masks, they're just blowing the air out just the same. And some of them are getting like a jet stream out the sides because they're loose fitting. So it blasts the air even farther. And you actually, you, you and you Make know this worse. because you wear these things. And yeah, I yes, mean, I do. And you, you have to change them things, a lot. You have to change them. And on top of that, when you're wearing them, if you're not accustomed to wearing them for long periods of time, if you're just the average Joe out there and you put one of these things on, or I, excuse me, you're the average Joe or Joanna. <laughs> I guess I have to say that now, right? Yeah. If you're the average person out there, then you you put these things on. It's not something you're accustomed to wearing for a prolonged period of time or even at all. And so what's happening? People are touching their faces more, aren't they? Absolutely. So, and what's one of the things that they tell you not to and do? And when they take Don't off their mask, your yeah, touch your face. And they're putting their fingers all over their mask and taking them off with the bacteria so they get a nice, good inhalation of some pneumocystal bacteria or whatever, pneumococcal bacteria, sorry. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. We're, we're just making things worse. But in many okay. forms, because you we're not wearing the proper mask. I'm not saying masks aren't masked. Here's, here's the trick they're saying if we wear masks, slight parentheses N95s, it will definitely reduce the spread. That's how they're doing this. They're not really mentioning that these cloth masks are making so many situations much worse. A numerable amount. It's it's like trying to hold water with a fishing net. It's it's going through. It's getting through in clumps. And it's also collecting when people are breathing around you, this mask is like a little net catching a lot of this these viruses and bacteria that are out there on the surface. It's a and when they collect on the surface, it's going to give you the perfect inoculate to give yourself get yourself you can get yourself sick, especially with the bacteria levels, because the bacteria will start growing. Viruses don't grow that way. But bacteria is gonna start growing on the outside of this mask that you've got. Because you've been breathing into it, so you've got a lot of good moisture in there and probably some proteins and sugars from things that you've eaten. Because I don't think a lot of these people are brushing their teeth perpetually and rinsing their mouth out with mouthwash every 17 to 28 minutes um, to make sure that no food particles, proteins, or sugars are getting into your mask for bacteria to grow. Yeah, so they start growing and overnight, they you know get that nice dark warm spot going on and the next morning when you put that mask on, bam, you just gave yourself a big old inoculate. Awesome. And on top of that, by, good about defending it. but on top but of that, by remaining, it's get you. by remaining socially distanced, and we're not having that interaction. That's even compounding the problem further, right? Yes. But we're not talking about that because we're not going to see that. It takes about 90 days. We're only in day 70. OK, guys, day 70 of all this crap. Not crap. I mean, it's horrible. I, I feel bad for a lot of the people out there. They're especially the pulmonary people that are pulmonary function problem these it's difficult or immunocompromised it's difficult but for the vast majority of people you're just making that their situation that situation they're making you're making these people immunocompromised that would normally be healthy because you're not exposing them to these bacteria that they need to be exposed they're not exposing them to the viruses that they need to be exposed i'm sorry that i'm ranting on this but it just frustrates me day in and day out as I'm watching everyone's immune system becoming compromised. It's not going to be the immunocompromised. It's going to be everyone immunocompromised eventually. But we're not seeing that at day 70. We won't start seeing that until day 90. And as, we, as long as we can keep it closed, then more and more people get sick. And as more and more people get sick from bacteriological infections, which they already admitted that even if it's a bacteriological infection, they're going to say it's a viral infection. As long as the symptoms are similar, it's automatically going to be considered under the COVID-19 banner. They're already starting to change it from the SARS virus causing the COVID-19 to anything causing COVID-19. COVID-19 is going to be this banner thing of any kind of illness. And it's just that's how they're following suit. But so, people yeah. but people have to be able to see through this. I mean, look, we, we've been talking and I've been screaming at nauseam here about these reclassifications on everything. That's what they're mm -hmm. doing. 
That's precisely what they're doing. They're reclassifying everything. When you do that, though, over this period of time, shouldn't it just naturally in people's minds lose legitimacy? They're trained to believe the hype. Yeah, I'm not talking about the cult members. I'm not talking... I'm not talking about the cult no, members, not the ones even that say- you and I, we hear certain things. We're going to respond a certain way because we've been trained that way. We're human beings trained to be nice to each other or trained to be mean to each other. We're all trained. It's called manners or not manners. But in, in addition to those things, we also have stimulus responses to things that set us off. Like, I think the government should control everything that we're doing. Right, Bruce? <laughs> I concur. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know the, the, <laughs> government knows what's best. So the uh, the political correctness, right? We can see through that. Mm-hmm. We can see through that. And and this entire thing has been shifted, kind of like the climate change thing was shifted, right? That's where mm-hmm. we're at with it. And so uh, we were talking the other day about uh, about the cult members. Did you hear? Did you hear us talking about the cult members, GP? Oh no! What do we got? No. Uh, or maybe depends which one. Let me let me see if I can pull that. But so, you got to understand these people that are marginalized, or they 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 believe they're marginalized, or they're you know that they believe they're a victim. I mean, if if something came to benefit you as the person you are, you know that people that are living overseas, Americans, they should be getting blah 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 benefits. Wouldn't you be like, yeah, I definitely deserve these benefits? Or would you no. be like, no, no. No, well, because I have because big, yeah, I, I know you know because what? I, know I you you would yeah. that's correct. But a lot of people would go and hey, I'm going to get benefits if I support this cause. Woohoo! I'm on board. Okay, so Give me listen check. to this. Listen to this. So go these ahead. these lockdown zealots, as they're called, right? The the ones that mm-hmm. are saying, oh, we have to keep everything closed for public health and all this stuff. I went over this the other day when we were talking about the uh, the extremists being in charge and you know asking if they were cult mm-hmm. members. Now listen to this. There's five conditions that need to be identified in order to meet the criteria for being cons- for being considered a cult member okay mm-hmm. so in order for them to double down on their beliefs and avoid cognitive dissonance you need these five things okay so number 1 there and you tell me after i read these i'm going to go over these again cuz these are important because of these lunatics okay. we're seeing so you tell me if these people are or are not cult members after i read these okay number 1 there must be conviction do they have conviction mm-hmm. okay number yes, 2 they do okay Number two, there must be commitment to this conviction. Do they have that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three, the conviction must be amenable to unequivocal disconfirmation. All right, you, let's say you, that in English. <laughs> we did the same thing. <laughs> we did the same thing. <laughs> okay. That dis- okay, disconfirmation ahead. shows a belief. Uh, it's like a belief that a hypothesis is not or may not be true. Mm-hmm. So in this case, yeah. uh, disconfirmation would so, mean that the, it's it may not be true. Amenable so, means, so to believe in something that's kind of you can't really prove it. Correct. They're easily correct. persuaded. Yeah. yeah. Easily persuaded. Yeah. Got it. So. Yeah. Okay, so the conviction must you be. You could have just said to, that. You know, I'm you going by the. I'm going by the psychological. Big Look. words. I'm going Sometimes by the psycho babble talk. Some of us are not ready right? for big words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going by the psycho babble talk. You should be used to it out there in California. You're in the land of I am okay? used to it. I'm making it entertaining. Go ahead. Yeah, you are. So the conviction must be amenable to unequivocal disconfirmation. Okay, so it's they have this, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Number four. Such unequivocal disconfirmation must occur, and it is right. It is occurring, correct? Mm-hmm. Because they do believe. Mm-hmm. Right. So that you had the precedent set and then you have the event itself. So then it conforms to the above aforementioned. Number five, social support. This is important. Social support must be available subsequent to the disconfirmation, i.e. social media, mainstream media. Mm -hmm. It's there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay, those are the five points that have to be identified. Those are the five conditions that have to be identified that need to be met in order for cult members to double down on their beliefs and avoid cognitive dissonance. Are these people that are into this lockdown and and public health hysteria, are they or are they not all five of those steps that I just mentioned? Well, yes, but not all of them. I'm not talking about intelligent, uh, unintelligent or unwise. Yeah, I'm not talking about the ones that are in instances of immunocompromised situations. Those Mm -hmm. people wish that they could come out of their houses at any given time anyway. So I I get it. I get it. It's It's just like it it is. And it's just like the people that are lactose intolerant. I love these people that go out there and say, oh, is it lactose free? Are you lactose intolerant? No. Do you know what? I know lactose intolerant people and so do you. And you know what? Mm -hmm. They wish they wish that they could sit there and eat a big bowl of ice cream. They wish they could do it. 
And so it's the same thing here. I liken it to the same type of thing because you're hindered by something that's of no fault of your own. But in this case, these people do have the ability to get back out there and to become you know, a, a normal functioning member of society. There's not any health risks that are holding them back. And yet they refuse to do it. The rest of us have to get out there and get society back on track economically and socially in order to make sure that nothing collapses. We end up with a bigger problem. And then you can forget about immunocompromised people because, I mean, it's going to be anarchy and chaos with an economical collapse, right? Absolutely. Survival of the meanest. Exactly. And and it's going to be, I mean, you said it before, a, a virus is going to be the least of your problems if it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. These people- hunger, Hunger rules all. It does. These people, these people that are beating us over the head with this hashtag stay home, right? These are cult members. They want to mm-hmm. control every aspect of your life. That's all okay, they care wait, about. Wait, okay, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to fight you a little bit here. Okay. If we could all stay at home for 45 days and nobody, I don't care about pizza man, grocery store president, nobody moved out of a confined area for 45 days it would essentially essentially disappear because it doesn't have a lifespan if it can't survive without a host for very for a short it doesn't have a long period of time of surviving without a host unless it can transmit to animals back to humans which they're really fuzzy on that information okay we know that cats can get it Here's the issue. Well, the CDC's come back and reversed that too, by the way, if you didn't know. They've reversed their stance on surfaces, which they say that it can't mm-hmm. be transmitted via surfaces now. They've, they've gone back on that. They've also gone oh, back okay. on their pet statement as well, saying that it can't be oh, transmitted. Oh, really? Yes, they've gone back on that as well. So, But uh, why? Because people start killing their animals? I have no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me. But the thing is, okay, my argument to that is, and that's a good point you bring up. That's a valid point. But two things. One, horse is out the barn door already on that one. It's kind of too late for that. You're talking about containment. You have a very small window of opportunity when it comes to a virus outbreak to contain it. We're way past that point. Second, are we? 60, are we really past yes. it? Seriously? Yes. Why are we past yes. it? Why, why are can't we, we just do it right now? I'm about to explain why. I'm about to explain why. Okay. My second point, the reason I say that, 67% of the hospitalized patients in New York City alone of COVID-19 were patients that were not exposed to anyone, but they were in their houses self-isolating alone. In apartments where you share the same air from Correct. building to building, room to room. Correct. See, that's that's a totally different scenario. Yeah, but when you're in you're that not, kind of scenario. But, but you're not going to eradicate it is my point. In those in the cities, you're not in those conditions. You're not going. You can lock it down for for 45 months, and it won't matter. It'll bounce around in there. So mm-hmm. my my point is, is in rural America, yes, you can probably get away with that, where you, everyone's got their houses, and you can get get out and away from everyone. Okay, fine. But in area densely packed areas like cities, not possible. I, I still think it's not possible, and here's why. Let's say we did that. Let's say mm-hmm. we locked down for two months. Okay. Oh, that'd be great. We locked days. everybody down for two months. Mm-hmm. Problem. The minute we reopen again and start world travel, boom, spread. Who said we'd get to travel again? <laughs> I mean, yes, that's GP, the only way. Just, are, you saying pe- are you saying people will come across the border illegally bringing the virus again? Are you saying that? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying there's illegal travel. I'm saying there's legal travel. I'm saying tourists coming here. I'm saying tourists leaving our country. I mean- all of those scenarios are going to be a potential spread. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we could stop it in our own country if we lock down for even 60 days. But the minute we reopen the country and allow travel again, we, we would have to have the entire globe 100 percent locked down for 60 days or 45 mm-hmm. days or whatever to completely kill it off. And even then, it's not a guarantee because in those scenarios where it's an apartment, what if it's bouncing around in there and then we open up again, you know, without mm-hmm. proper containment for for those those peoples so i mean is it more feasible to lock everyone down and do that or was it more feasible just to lock down the ones so you guys believe in your convictions but you're right you are correct that we would not globally be able to contain this no matter what it's going to be everywhere and our best option is either a vaccine or herd immunity Herd immunity seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, the cases and are dropping. And vast majority of the population. Cases are dropping. What's that? In, in states that are yeah, open, exactly. cases are dropping. Cases are dropping. And uh, we, we're not seeing spikes here. This place is open. You know, I was at, I, I was mm-hmm. at the gym yesterday, GP. First time in two months. 
no social distancing, mm-hmm. no masks, no nothing. So, I mean, okay, we'll see what we're in the window. How many days ago? We're in, we're in the, yesterday I was there. We're in the window. Okay. Of, I did, I did the timestamp, uh, like you wanted to hear. Okay. And then I will mm-hmm. revisit it in two weeks. June 3rd, I'm going to re report on those numbers, uh, for okay, what we're excellent. seeing nationally here. So, yes. Anything else you guys want on that? I want to jump to something else. I'm, I don't want to talk about COVID stuff the whole time. Anything else you guys got on that? A slight joke. (laughs) Go ahead, Bruce. We need some laughter. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually know if we can use this, but they they tell you you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. It's also illegal to wear a mask and and conceal carry. Yes, that's true. That's an interesting point. That that's an interesting point. Okay. Yeah, that's. I'll bet no one's even thought of that. Actually, there's a few memes out there like that. that (laughs) There is. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. People are only get upset. Why are you wearing a mask? People kind of get upset when you're armed and wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, because you can't see your face and you're holding a 38 to my nose. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yes. See, my question in that, though, I mean, it is a joke, but seriously, it, which is constitutionally protected? Well, obviously, we, we know that what's constitutionally protected here, it's certainly not a mask. Of course, Alan Dershowitz would probably disagree with that. <laughs> well, I mean, he would say that the state has the, the right to, yeah, if it doesn't violate the, the constitution, then the state pretty much has the power to do whatever. That, that's basically what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you well, guys want to mask in- wearing our orders, not a, yeah, that's, not laws. yeah it's, it's not a law. Do you guys want to get into some tech? I got some tech stuff. You guys want to get into some tech? Ooh, sure. What do we got? Okay. All right. Google drive. You guys know what that is? You know, the cloud drive system oh, thing yeah. that Google has? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I hate it. I mean, I, I I don't have one, but I know what it is. Google Drive is starting to take down users' personal files if they're flagged inappropriate. So if you have something now get this right, if you have something in your in your Google Drive, they will go in there. They will scan those files. And if there's something in there that they deem as inappropriate content, they will remove it from your files. Great. I at least it's keeping me PC, allowing me to go of my day to day business and not have to worry that I kept a file that might upset somebody. Well, I think that's I wish, wonderful. Yeah, I wish I could say that I was surprised. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're right. I wish I could say I was surprised at all this, but we saw this coming, didn't we? I mean, we, yes, we, we've we been did. talking about this for a long time. Bruce, you and I have been going on and on about these tech companies and what they're capable of. And now we're seeing it in action, aren't we? Yeah, I, I was just looking up online to, to double check to make sure that Google was indeed one of the ones that has platform status, and they are, which means they cannot do this and retain platform status. But for some reason, our Congress is okay with them censoring us. Typically, if if Google didn't have the platform status and they decided to do this kind of thing and censoring people and, and what have you, then I would simply say move to a different product or move to a different company. Though, I mean, what, what are your options for, for documents, right? I mean, there's like three major ones, you know, Microsoft, uh, Adobe, or Google. Those are the main three purveyors yeah. of those. One drive. Those Amazon's got one. Types. Yeah. Am- Amazon's got Dropbox is out there now, but I mean, it's- R- right. But I mean, Google docs though has, um, you can, you can have XML files, you can have Excel sheets, you can have all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. In in Google Drive and or in your Google Docs, and that's part of the Google Drive stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's only so many programs that will open that and run it. You know, at least in the mainstream, if you will. Right. You could probably find other free ones out there, but because they have platform status, you can't do this. It, it should be revoked. I don't know. I, I'm. I, I guess honestly, maybe- I think these companies. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. And GP, I'm probably going to get pushed back from you on this because I always do for some reason, and I don't know why. But these companies, these tech companies, I think it's high time these things get taken to the woodshed, don't you? <laughs> I don't want to fight with you right now. No, seriously. No, no, no. I don't seriously. Think so. now, I don't. What, what do you mean you don't? So many jo- they- job markets. Conveniences, I don't care about that. I don't care about. I don't care about that. What I care about is the fact that no one voted for Zuckerberg to be in charge of free speech. Right. Just like no one voted for Bill Gates to be in charge of public health policy. No one voted for Tim Cook to be in charge of immigration. No one voted for George Soros to be in charge of an election. Right. So what gives these companies these innovators? These guys are movers. These are not innovators. These are scumbags. These are not innovators. These are people that go online and they censor people. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Is that where you're going? That's where I'm going. with. Can't, couldn't they ha- actually have a beneficial agenda? And this is what they have a choice of like, OK, well, we're going to do complete censoring because the powers that be behind us 
have dictated that, well, my company will die if I don't censor, but this is my happy medium. Do you ever think that, that this isn't exactly where they wanted to go, but they okay. have to do it? All right. Well, let me put it. Let me put this into perspective. You guys behind these tech companies, you can't blame these tech companies necessarily for all that's evil. Sometimes blame, they're there, they're out there. To protect. I can blame their policy. I can blame their policy, mm-hmm. and their policy is not right. What they're doing, they have platform status, and they're taking people down because they push back against the narrative that's being pushed. That is incorrect. It is incorrect. If we get, if we got new politicians, you know, this stuff wouldn't be going on, right? Maybe these tech guys wouldn't be doing the things we weren't if they weren't po- changing laws in every single state and county saying, well, if if you have a, a half naked breast out, you know, that's a felony in our county. So these companies, you don't hear about this, but this is a, these are the little lawsuits that these big companies are dealing with day in and day out. Counties and little cities and states attacking them. Well, when you're a nas- multinational or international company, you're having to cover all the laws. And these little little things that are going on all over the place make it difficult for you to do day-to-day business. So in order for you to do day-to-day business across the country, you have to be in this regulated by the most regulated state. So if you want to do business in, in, say, Alabama, which has no regulations, but California has a billion regulations, guess what? You have to regulate to California level in order to really work in this country. You can't just pick and choose, okay, well, in that state, we're going to be opened up this much, but in that state, because then the states go, well, that's not fair. They get to do this and they get to do that. You don't, people don't think about all the little things that this, these companies have to go through day in and day out, these lawsuits and people whining and complaining. Oh God, sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's okay. I'm, I'm going to interject a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that we should shut down and break up the companies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with that side. However, I don't agree with the side that they're completely blameless or that they're not that they're completely blameless, but that they're, they have platform status. It dictates they cannot censor anything unless it's breaking federal law. That's the gist of what platform status gives them. State law, county law, city law. What if they break if, those laws? If it I doesn't, post something it doesn't that matter. is racist, mm-hmm. if I post something that is bigoted, if I post something that is talking about COVID-19 that doesn't agree with WHO, I get censored. I get banned. Mm-hmm. For you to retain your platform status, you cannot do that. That is my issue. You cannot ban those voices, whether they disagree or agree with you or not. You can only ban them upon legal, you know, as far as the nation is concerned, the the, the platform status. So if they violate our nation's laws, then you can censor them. And that's that's how you're like, that's how you retain your platform status. But now that you're censoring everything that has no legal per- repercussions, like there's no legal precedent for you to do this. Now that you're doing that, your platform status should be removed. I mean, but that's your business that's allowing is allowing things that are against the law. Uh, shouldn't I mean, can how I are they going to stay a, in business? Can or, I put this into another, to another perspective, like another okay. another analogy type? Because th- this might make more sense uh, because this is how I'm seeing it. GP, you own a you, let's say you own a restaurant. OK, and someone opens up another restaurant down the street from you. And you and previous to this, you were the biggest restaurant in town and everyone came to your place. But yet the guy down the street just opened up and he has another product and he's starting to take away your business and he's starting to get more attention than you. And you send down a bunch of guys to throw Molotov cocktails through his storefront and burn him out and shut him down. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Absolutely. No, (laughs) definitely. Because that's because that's what's happening. We'll just make a better product. And that's how that's how free market works. Anyways. And the free market of ideas is the same concept. When you have a competitor come up and you ignite the fire of a different idea in someone else's head along the lines of truth and sincerity backed up by hard fact rather than wound up nonsense and fake numbers, that's going to gain traction and it's going to make them irrelevant. That's what's happening here. People get shut down because they have an opposing view. YouTube has come out and said that they will not allow any... The the, the YouTube CEO specifically said this, and this is Google, by the way. That's their subsidiary. They specifically said... Mm -hmm. she, She has specifically said they will not allow any narrative that does not conform to the WHO narrative when it comes to COVID-19. Now, you tell me... So you're saying... Tell tell me what? You tell me 
that that is a non-biased way to to uh, to promote yourself. These companies are also privately owned. Okay. Yes. Yes. So you're going to tell me how to do my business. You're going to tell me how to do my business. I mean, essentially, they are privately owned. You're being told. You're being told what you can and can't do. The company's being told essentially the they're more or less being government sanctioned or 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 subsidized Mm -hmm. by the government. So more or less, it's a public business at this point. Mm It, because of the platform status. I get your point. And I understand like the business has to protect themselves from lawsuits and those sort of things. However, when you have platform status that is protecting you from lawsuits and those kind of things with stipulations that say you cannot do this or your platform status is revoked, but the platform status isn't being revoked when they're doing that. That's my issue. But the politicians are the ones the behind this, correct? They're the ones that are dictating the politicians and the laws that are being made. Those are the ones that are dictating their policies anyway, right? It isn't like some Nahu went, you know what we're going to do? We're going to we're going to eliminate everything just because we really believe in who. I don't think so. I think they got a lot of push and shove from various government officials saying, you like your status? Uh, You better uh, follow that who program here because, you know, China's sending us a lot of money. I mean, I didn't say that, but that's how it's working. They're having a force behind them. I don't I don't I think most of these companies would just be free run like, hey, guys, enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Make the statement. Okay, that was bad. A lot of people reported you. I wish it was bad. So we're going to take you down. But I think politicians and powers that be behind them, whoever may be other governments even are dictating their own policies. But a lot of policies also have to do with like you Honestly, use the restaurant analogy, right? I so, did. OK, so California, right? Say you have a franchise. You have 20 stores across across California. Well, one of the cities that you have does not allow wood firing grills. Can't have them. Can't have wood firing. So what ends up happening is you just change all your restaurants to not having wood firing. And that's kind of what's happening with these big companies across the place is each is a city or a state has dictated this policy that you this is this is what hate speech is. And that's just how California and New York are controlling a lot of these companies. Well, let me ask you this. They're dictating the policies, because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you right now that Missouri and Montana are not having the issues with these companies with WHO and all that kind of stuff. But OK, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I don't think these companies care where you're from. I don't think they care. Mm-hmm. I don't think they care if you're from Montana. I don't think they care if you're from Washington, you're from uh, Maine, they you're care from Florida, about California, laws. New York. No, they don't. These companies write laws. You, you're talking about the politicians that are saying, hey, do you like your platform status? I think it's the other way around. I think it's the company saying, hey, politician, do you like your job? I think it's. I think that's more like it. They do that also. They do that also. Correct. But this whole political correctness thing, the vast majority of people, okay, talk to anyone. The vast majority of people dislike PC culture. Why is it so popular then? Because it's pushed by a minority that have control of. Big oh, media companies there's and- where it is. There's where it goes. This minority, this very powerful minority group. Yes. Of who knows who it is. Do we got names? I can tell you who it is. Who? George Soros. Well, let me okay, see. Great. We can start. Okay, you got a name. We can, <laughs> no, it's not George Soros. I've never actually. I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard George Soros. Uh, oddly enough, I've never heard him come out for any of that PC culture stuff. I've never. I've never heard George Soros come out and say that directly. That doesn't mean that he's not pushing those agendas with his his foundations. I'm not saying that, but organizations like the uh, like the United Nations, of course, we've talked about them. Bruce, you remember we talked last week? They came out with a list of things that you shouldn't say because yeah. of um, to, it would show uh, like you have to be more gender neutral. You have to be more equal in society. It can't be misogynistic. It can't be racist, any of that stuff. So they gave people a whole list in their official Twitter account. They gave people a whole list of things you could not say and words you had to replace them with. That's a cult, my friend. That's a cult. So you've got organizations... You've got you, hold on. You've got organizations like that. You've got organizations like the WHO that are being touted by organizations like Google saying this is the agenda that we're going to conform to. You have organizations like Facebook that are coming out and that are getting in line with government, state governments and saying we're not going to allow people to organize on our platform if the government has a if the state governors or whoever has a, a particular executive order in place that makes this illegal. So an illegal order is an illegal order. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's just or not. That doesn't, you can make, you can pass laws all day long, but that doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean you follow it without question, because if that's the case, everybody would be a dictator. So that's not how this works, but you wanted organizations that are particularly doing this, all the big names, they carry the ball for that agenda. 
They're the ones that fuel the hysterics of the minority to push back on the majority. And if you watch the mainstream media, if you watch the entertainment, if you watch social media comments and posts and tweets and all that stuff, then you get the feeling that you are the minority when in fact the opposite is true. It's the minority that's projecting onto the majority that wants to make you feel like you're the minority. That's what it is. It's reprojection, all of it. I'm going to kind of boil down uh, my point real quick, and I've said my fill on this one. Okay. Basically, as far as the platform status, the business is doing what they want and, and you know, regulating the, the their own business how they wish. This is what I want. I want the businesses to be able to do whatever they whatever they want to do within the law. What I don't want is the government giving special privileges to a business or any business. Basically, the platform status is special privileges to certain companies. If you have any upstarts that try to compete with them, they don't get the special privilege that these other companies have. So they're open to lawsuits and all kinds of stuff, whereas the the other businesses aren't open to those same lawsuits. Remove the platform status, let the free market decide which business should succeed and which one should fail. That's what I want. I, I don't want any of the special stuff treatment. And if the business at that point, if if Google, Facebook, or any of these others decide we're going to censor anything COVID nineteen related, or we're going to censor anything racist or bigoted or whatever, fine. You you have no special privileges, no special that the government's giving you. Have at it. It's your business. It's your call. But because you're getting special privileges, it is not fair in a free market competitive sense. And I don't like it. That, that That's the bottom line issue w- w- with this whole thing for me. Okay. GP, you got anything else on that? Because I want to end well, on. Uh, okay. I got to ask you, Bruce. If a, if a company employs 100,000 people, should they get more benefits than a company that uh, hires three people? I'm okay with maybe like a maybe tax cut or something in, in that sense, just because you want to encourage business. Um, okay, good. I, I just didn't know that you were like, I didn't know if you were against all businesses, no matter what their size is, to be exactly the same. Because I don't think so. I think you should give incentives. The bigger they get, the more incentives yes. they get. So you employ more people. Mm-hmm. Right. But but some of the some of the incentives that they get completely stifles competition or makes it very difficult for competition to compete with them. That's what I think is wrong. You get into the, the realm of like monopolies and that kind of thing. Really? Um, like eBay versus Amazon? Let's say eBay dominated the market, yet Amazon came in. Right. But there, Same was, no program. Special privilege, there was no special privilege given to eBay that the government was giving. Like sure? using... Using the, the example, I'm pretty sure they didn't get any kind of like platform status or any of those kind of things like mm-hmm. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, you know, those guys you're getting mm-hmm. in comparison. So I don't know. I, I, I would prefer the government just not be involved in those kind of regulatory things. Mm-hmm. And I would also prefer corporations not be involved in um, politics, lobbyists, you know, or, or yeah, politics. Businesses yeah. really shouldn't yeah. be in politics, Sh- really shouldn't be. But I that's also I blame, yeah, I, I agree. I blame the uh, the Supreme Court ruling in the early 90s saying that corporations are people. I don't agree with that. I know that corporations are owned by people. I understand, but they're not owned by a single person. They might have a CEO, but they're responsible to the board of directors and the investors and the shareholders. So I don't well, think some that, corporations uh, are just one. Yeah, some corporate. Yeah, true. OK, that's true. That's true. But at the same time, you shouldn't be allowed to give, oh, I don't know, five million dollars in campaign contributions to have a particular law changed uh, to have a law changed. OK, I understand. I understand that they have a limit on there's limits. Campaign. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's limits. limits. I understand. But when I say five million dollars, I'm not talking about to one person. I'm talking about to half the Senate floor. OK, that's that's what mm-hmm. I mean. Well, yeah. So you don't donate to the campaign, though. You donate to their organization. Of their course charity. you do. Of course you do. Yes, of course you do. And then you write it off at the end of the year. So, um, mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's let's talk about I want to end here on churches. We've seen the closure of churches unconstitutionally in the United States. And I think that it's uh, I think it's a tragedy because you've had liquor stores and weed stores, marijuana dispensaries. They've been allowed to stay open as essential. And so you close churches as non-essential. Walmart's an essential business. You go and you you go to Walmart, you shop, you you spend. I, I said it the other day, you spend 30 minutes in line of, you know, a line of 300 people. And then you go in there and you go through the one checkout line that they have open in Walmart, maybe two. 
and a thousand other people have gone through there. What's the difference between that and church? You know, gathering in, at a church. Yeah, mental treatment facilities are they uh, are they shut down too? I don't like think so. suicide prevention centers or any of that nature. Not that I've been made aware of. Not that I'm aware. Not that I know of. Have they counseling centers, treatment centers? I don't. Drug I don't know. Centers? I don't know. Because you know the church covers all those things too. You know. Yes, I do know. So, I, but there's also social works, uh, d- different social working organizations so, yes. that cover those as well. So, I don't know. Are they? Maybe, maybe you know that. I don't. No, I've not, I've not I, no, heard. It. No, they're not shutting them down. They're just choosing churches. Okay, it's, it's so very anyway. focused. All right. So Trump has come out now. He says that he's having the CDC designate churches and houses of worship in general as essential and orders all governors to open them right now. All churches, synagogues and mosques are essential establishments. He ordered governors to reopen them immediately and threatened to override them if they refuse. Trump said the White House on Friday says these are places that hold our society together and keep our people united, adding that it's not right that some states have deemed liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential, but mandated that houses of worship remain closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So he says, any governor that has a problem with this can call the president, but I will not, I will not find understanding. If the governors refuse to allow houses of worship to reopen immediately this very weekend, meaning this weekend, I will override the governors. Bruce, Mr. Mr. Constitution, can he do that? No, the state has more authority uh, when it comes to this kind of thing. That's what I thought. Although as, as far as policing powers are concerned, Everything that's not delegated to the federal government and is not barred by the Constitution, the states have power of. So if they choose to lock it down, actually, they can't choose to lock it down. But if the president says, you know, I'm going to open them up, he doesn't really have the authority to. It, it really, honestly, I don't know how to handle that kind of a dispute other than the Second Amendment. But well, can't I, uh, that part. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't do that. But nonetheless, though, I mean, honestly, they had no right to close the churches in the first place. Right. I mean, we, we've said that from the start. You shouldn't have closed churches. People will get it. Right? Sort of. Sort of. So as far as the emergency uh, powers that the governors have, yeah, technically they can for about 30 days. They can they can do We've seen that in history as well. They shut down for more or less 30 days. But then past that. Your powers are like you're done. You can't go any further than that. And some like state Supreme Court, I forget which state it was, basically ruled and said, look, if it's like a fire or a flood or something and you enact emergency powers, that's a short term thing. Right. It's it's solved fairly, you know, within the 30 day period, uh, more or less the, the, the initial emergency part. When it comes to a pandemic, a pandemic isn't over in 30 days. So your powers, essentially your powers are done within the first 30 days. But all that aside, we have the First Amendment. They can't do anything as far as with the religious organizations. So I don't I don't really I don't. And on top of that, they're playing biased. There was an article in California, I believe. I forget which town it was. It was it was like Alvary or, or something like that. I don't know. And anyway, they were allowing mosques to do their prayer call and then doing the, the prayer over the, the PA system, right? For over the town, which mm-hmm. they were having noise mm-hmm. complaints and whatnot five times a day. But you cannot, as a, as a uh, Christian or Jew, go into your church or synagogue or, you know, doing it like, how is that not playing favorites? That that's one of the other things that you're not supposed to have a state sponsored religion, you know, as yeah. they quote, which isn't in the Constitution, by the way. But actually, well, they they want they want a state sponsored religion. It's just not the kind of religion that you and I consider to be a religion. They want public health to be the religion and climate change to be the religion. Like that's that's what they want it to be. But yeah, it's um, called the state. But yeah, it's called the state. But to be honest with you, what if 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 the churches would have gone out or would have gone about it differently? Say, for example, the pastor with whatever or the um, or the rabbi or uh, the imam, you know, whoever. Right. Of, of whatever respective religion. I know I, I left a few out there, but uh, whatever your respective religion is, let's say they came out and said, look, due to concerns and due to everyone in the community's public uh, safety. We're going to suspend services for an indefinite period. We'll we'll call all of you. We'll let you know, and and we'll announce when we're going to be bringing it back. I don't see anything wrong with that, do you? If the churches would have taken it, no, and that's no, and that's what churches did do. Like for example, I'll use them as an example: the Mormons, right? God, I forget what denomination they're called, but anyway, they came out and said, "Yeah, we're shutting down. Like we're we're suspending the entirety of the nation's church services. We're suspending them." For this denomination. And you had like the Catholic churches were doing the same thing. I mean, 
churches were already doing this. They were already shutting down. The churches that you were seeing that weren't shutting down and were rebelling were um, churches that largely were smaller or they did not have, you know, they were in lower income areas and didn't have the capabilities doing like online services or the, or the, you know, any of those kind of things. So, yes. Uh, and that's, that's the most important takeaway from all this is the fact that people were doing it anyway. You didn't need to have, uh, an overarching government body come in, whether it's state, local, federal, whatever, doesn't matter. We didn't need for that to happen. So it, it could have been done differently. It could have been handled differently. And so now you're just dealing with a, with a horrible example of a bunch of people that just won't let go of power. And they're using, they're using, public health as a, as a reason to keep everybody uh, locked in their houses. But I wanted to quote the First Amendment here for anyone that doesn't know. This is uh, the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It, says it covers freedom of religion, press, ex uh, and expression. Okay, uh, It says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Are they doing that? I would argue that they are. Mm -hmm. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Would you say that they're doing that? I would say that they are. Look at the state houses. So uh, they're prohibiting people to practice their religion, whoever, you know, whatever your religion might be. They're prohibiting you to peacefully assemble. They're prohibiting you from speaking freely. They're prohibiting you from petitioning the government for a redress of grievances. So I ask you, are they in any form being respectful to the U.S. Constitution? I would say no. I would say no. So at least to the First Amendment when it comes to that. So anyway. Is this new, though? Is this a new phenomenon that they're not following the Constitution? No, no I mean, of course not. They've been it's violating the Fourth Amendment for how long now? Yes. Well, it's just it's just the fact that they're out in the open now, isn't it? Right. It's just the fact they're yeah. out there doing it in front of everybody's face. We knew that they were doing that behind the scenes, but now yes. it's just, oh, it's in your face. Right. Well, yeah. We shut mm -hmm. your churches down. Ha ha. What do you think about that? Okay. All right. You guys want to go there? All right, we'll go there. We'll, we'll play that game. You'll lose, but we'll play that game. That was the famous line by Cool Man Cal, if, you, uh, if a lot of people didn't know. Cool Man Cal was uh, Calvin Coolidge. He had two words for a socialist. He said, you lose. Anything else either one of you would like to talk about today? I know GP's awful quiet over there. He's probably, he probably hates me. GP, you're probably upset with me, aren't you? I'm not angry with you. <laughs> yet. <laughs> he says it in, yet. He says it in this little condescending voice. Oh, I'm not angry with you yet. <laughs> you're just in my black book is all. Yeah, I'm in the black book. I'm I don't, not I don't plotting get any anything here. No. You're, you're still taking that trip to the store, aren't you, Johnny? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving at 8.30. No, I'm just kidding. You're going to have your top down or up when you do uh, it? Will be, it will be. Now it's going to be up, and I'm going to have. I'm going to, I'm going to leave the house wearing those funny glasses with the fake nose and the mustache now. Good to know. Mark that down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no okay so we're gonna have to end here bruce gp thanks for your time today and from all of us here wherever you are in the world we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible we love you and we love freedom and independence and together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas so we'll see all of you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs>